0: Well, uh, good morning. My name is Luke. I'm one of the pastors here and part of our preaching team. And as has been said a bunch today, this is a special day. It's a, it's a bittersweet day. If you find yourself at points uh, feeling sad, a couple people have told me that, I just feel kind of sad today. Uh, that's okay. That's normal. Um, God has worked in powerful ways and this feels like home. And as beautiful as the space is, you'll see it and you'll, I think, really enjoy it, but it won't feel like home for a while. And, uh, and so it's okay to kind of grieve the, the loss of how God's worked in a place like this while we look forward to uh, what God's going to do in the future. I'll tell you, as someone who's been in that space next door a bunch, it's so fun to see it now uh, being filled with people. Right? Because if you just walk through it empty, it looks like a beautiful art project. And, uh, but that wasn't what we designed it for, to be an art project. We designed it to be a church and a place where our church family could have a home. And so uh, I think you're going to really enjoy, uh, enjoy that. So let me just tell you what we're going to do for the rest of our time. I'm going to share just briefly from the scriptures and from our experience and just try to reflect on how the Lord uh, has blessed us and uh, is leading us into the future. And then we're going to take communion together, we're going to sing one more song together. And and then we're going to dismiss you to go pick up your kids and to go next door. And uh, what you can do is just go out our front doors, and we've got a, a kind of an ex, a section that's roped off. You can just walk across there, walk across the the gravel and the rocks and that sort of stuff. And then what you want to do is you want to head toward the big blue dumpster. Uh, that is going to stay there forever. No, just kidding. That, but but just head toward the blue dumpster. We're still uh, getting stuff settled and throwing some stuff away, so it's there. But you want to go that way because that's where the lobby is, and there's coffee and water and all sorts of refreshments and stuff in there so you want to head in there and then uh, there's a map on on this card that you got so uh, you can use this and just kind of go explore go check out different stuff Uh, you'll want to make sure you find the restrooms those are actually in the lobby behind the coffee uh, bar and uh, it's not a coffee bar it's a counter where there's coffee Uh, don't don't it's not a you know whatever. You get it. It's it's a place with coffee. All right. So behind that is the restroom. So check that out. In the middle of the campus as well, make sure you find the spot where there's kids' check-in rooms because that's where you're going to want to go if you have kids next week uh, to check out those spaces. And then just walk around and explore and have fun. We do have just one request, uh, especially for your kids, if you would stay off the grass for just one more week. It's been getting a ton of water as we've been trying to help it just dig roots and get settled. And so it's still a little bit too mushy to be able to... uh, We'll get it'll just turn into a mud bowl if we get out there and go crazy on it this week. Hopefully next week uh, we can run around and have fun and, and enjoy that grass space. So, so that's a little bit of, of what we're going to do. Um, eight and a half years ago, I stood uh, right by the front door when this building was just a shell. And uh, it, all there was was these poles and four walls. There's actually, there's a, there was actually a big window back here that we've covered up. Um, But at the time, it was just this big warehouse. Nothing had ever been in it. And uh, Matthew Brazelton, the tall guy that was up here, the only tall guy that was up here, uh, he he was kind of the camera guy. And so this was back when we didn't even have good cell phone cameras. And so we had like a digital camera. It was the most janky, terrible thing you've ever seen. Um, but, But what we were doing is we were showing the people of our church the space that we were gonna pursue. And as we talked about that space, we talked about this verse Ephesians 3:20 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. In the earliest days of our church, we were a few hundred strong. We had maybe three or four hundred people, and God was working. God was bringing people to faith. God was allowing other people who'd been kind of around church and in church for a while to have a kind of reawakening as they understood the gospel in a deeper way. And it was clear that God wanted to work beyond that group of people that was meeting at Perry High School. And so we started an initiative, and we called it Beyond. And we cast a vision for having a space that would be a full-time space, that we could have student ministries, where we could train leaders, where we could um, develop the next generation, where we could host community events, and all of that stuff has happened in this space. We signed an eight-year lease, which (laughs) at that time it felt like we could have signed a 50-year lease, right? That just felt impossibly long. And yet here we are. God has grown us. A bunch of you weren't there in those days, and you maybe have heard a few of those stories. Many of you have just come in the last year, and our church continues to grow. And and so we're excited about this opportunity to more than double our square footage next door. And I'm hopeful and confident that this promise of Ephesians 3.20 is still true, that God is able to do far more abundantly beyond all we've asked or thought. Had a really special time uh, this Thursday morning. I, I came in real early, and I just had a notebook, and I went room by room through this space, and just wrote down memories, wrote down times of healing prayer for people in this room wrote down the time when the projector screen fell down on Chloe Lewis and hit her in the forehead. <laughs> I think it was our first week in here. And fortunately, we knew the Lewises, so they didn't sue. Um, I thought about the first time that we had student ministries in room 11. There were maybe 20 junior high and high school kids. Now you come on a Wednesday night, there's more kids here, junior high, high school, than we're here in our whole church when it started. I just went room by room, and I just wrote down memories, things. I, I remember being out in the lobby after a 24-hour prayer thing, and Josh Watt, who loves older people more than anybody, I remember he prayed, thanking God for all the old people, <laughs> and made him mad at him. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, oh, this guy loves older people, but he just had to add, add older, right? He's just, just older. But I just remembered all these things, and I, and I wrote these down, and I just went room by room, and I, and I just prayed. And I thanked God for his work among us. And so as I've reflected on that, what I I want to share with you are three ways that I think God has blessed our church in this space above and beyond what we asked or thought that I'm praying he'll continue to do in the season to come. Three, Three ways. The first one is God has given us love for one another that's relationally warm above and beyond what we asked or thought. I've just been so encouraged by the way that this church has been such a blessing to me and to my family and to you. I love when new people come and people can't wait to meet them and ask them questions and help them and get to know them. This has been a warm place. This has been a loving place. This has been a place that's just been such a joy for for me and my family. All the things I'm going to share with you are are reasons why I love this church family. When Molly and I were preparing to plant the church, uh, we actually went to a training It was for church planners and their spouses. And the spouse training was called Hope and Healing. That was the track, the wives track for church planners. Hope and Healing. We were like, what are we getting into? Are we getting into despair and pain? Is that what we're signing up for? And honestly, for a lot of churches, that's the way it is. A lot of church plants, that's how it feels. And it's never felt like that here to us because of your love for us and for one another because of the relationships, because it really has felt like family. For much of our time here, we've been away from family. It's been hard. We've had some family in the last few years come down and, and be here for much of the year, and that's a huge blessing, but, but for the last 10 years of this church the last eight years in this space, you've been my family, Molly's family, my kid's family. And I love that that that's the culture God's created here, is a loving group of people. Because that's what Jesus said was most important. When they asked him, Jesus, of all the commandments, there were six hundred thirteen commandments in the Old Testament scriptures. Jesus, of all of those, what's the most important? And you remember what Jesus said. He said, the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength, and the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law is fulfilled in love your neighbor as yourself. And so as we move into this next season, as we move into this next place, we've got to take that with us. We've got to keep being a family that loves one another above and beyond what we can imagine. The second thing that uh, God has done far more abundantly than all I asked or thought is the way he has impacted the next generation. As Seth just said a moment ago, there's kids just teeming all over the place here. As I said, there's so many students, junior high and high school, and it, it, it begins real early, the love that we have for the next generation. One of my favorite things is after every service, this room turns into a track, It's like a track meet where kids are running around and running around. And someone asked the other day, hey, in the new space, are we going to let kids run in there? And I was like, of course, (laughs) of course we are, because we love kids. The most emotional place as I went room by room, for me, was sitting in room one. It's the room most of us walk by, and it's the room where there's one-year-olds and two-year-olds. And I prayed with thanksgiving for these, this family that for the last years has come back every night, every 5 p.m. service, and loved my Mary, who's now four, and my Hank, who's now two, and they've loved them, and they've pointed them to Jesus, and they've made this church a place where my kids love to be. I think about my older uh, daughters. I was just talking with uh, my 10 year old and I said, hey, uh, you're gonna be in student ministries in a couple years. Who do you hope will be one of your mentors? And she mentioned to me one of the teachers she has now. She said, I hope she'll move from kids into students. And I said, why? Because, and she said, because when she talks to me, I feel like she really cares. this church loves the next generation. We're building that space next door for the next generation. My favorite weekend of the year so far was a weekend when I didn't preach. That's not why, uh, I, I like to <laughs> preach. But it was the, the year that, or it was the weekend that we sent off the high school seniors and we were led in worship by a group of junior high and high school students who'd been training and preparing to lead us in worship. And I don't think any of us noticed a drop-off. I mean, it was amazing. And then we stood up there and we prayed for these next generation of people, many of whom looked at their mentors and their pastors and said, these have been family members to me. I looked down in the front row and saw a number of women who had been mentors for years, five, six years with these girls. God has blessed the next generation far more abundantly than we've asked or we've thought. And I'm praying that he'll do it even more the last thing there's a lot so I'm whittling down here but the last thing that I want to share is my love and affection and admiration of Jesus has grown far more abundantly beyond all I've asked or thought in this space I loved Jesus before we moved in here But I've had the privilege of preaching, uh, I calculated it, over 700 sermons in this room. Uh, That's a lot. (laughs) And um, I've tried as hard as I could to have every one of those somehow eventually get to Jesus. And as I've preached and as I've studied and as I've just tried to walk with the Lord and grown in prayer, I'm here to tell you this morning, Jesus is Amazing. I watch the way he sees people, talks to them, and listens. When I think about the way Jesus touches the untouchable, when I think about the wisdom of Jesus that doesn't allow him to get trapped by the people who are trying to trap him, when I look at Jesus and how he so loves people and at the same time is not a slave to what people think of him. When I listen to the words of Jesus in the scriptures, and I say what the other people said, which is, this man teaches as one who had authority. No one's like this man. And when I think about Jesus, the sinless Savior, who died for sins he did not commit, and suffered, and hung there, and endured, so that we could be brought into relationship with him. Jesus is Beautiful, listen, when we say here, all of life is all for Jesus, that's not just a slogan. We believe that. And Jesus has blessed us with an awareness of himself, with the giving of his presence, far more abundantly beyond all that we've asked and all that we've thought. And I'm praying that he'll meet us in that space. Because here's the deal, it ain't gonna feel like home for a while. You've had experiences of God meeting you here. And you're going to go over there, and you're going to go, this is nice, but it doesn't feel like home. But it'll feel like home once Jesus shows up. And I think, and I trust, and I pray that he will. Thank you so much for the privilege of being your pastor. For the joy of getting to walk together through the ups and downs of life and the way God's leading. Keep prayerful, keep hopeful. God has blessed us far more abundantly beyond all we've asked or thought. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for the abundance of your blessing. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And so we come to you now asking that you would bless us again in this moment And bless us in the coming months, in the coming years, in the coming generations. Bless us, God, with your presence. Help us treasure Jesus. Help us love like Jesus. Help us point the next generation to Jesus. Would we find him to be the treasure that satisfies our hearts? We pray in his name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Luke. One last time.